0: Welcome to the Echocast, episode 94. I named this episode before the stay of the game today, so I modified it just a bit. Episode 94, Episode 3, Revealed-ish. This is a podcast about the Division franchise, the Division 2, its community, news, speculation, and whatever else I feel like talking about. I am Bon Diesel, avid Division player and fanboy. Today we will talk about the state of the game recap that happened today division two weekly news some escape from tarkov controversy uh, division two community topics some listener questions and content updates from me if you would like to support this podcast and my other content please check out patreon.com slash the echo cast i want to thank this month's patreon supporters hassan christian darren justin tim pk and dj okay so for state of the game today we had hamish yannick and drew Reckner talking about some recent fixes that have been deployed um, some issues uh, that are being worked on uh, and a bit about episode three uh the priority alerts that they started off with talked about a maintenance that added a new cache that is a paid loot box but it cannot drop duplicates um and it's basically like all of the old items that you may not have gotten quite yet um they are going to change the standard cache the one that you earn with xp it, in episode 3 um if you get a dupe you'll get textiles And those will basically be a currency that lets you buy um, cosmetics directly. Um, So the cosmetics that you can buy um, with like points that you purchase with cash, um, you can also use this textile currency to buy these things. Um, So, yeah, so you can do that if you want. Um, They talked about the raid leaderboards and how there's some people who are essentially exploiting the game uh, to beat the raid way faster than anyone should be able to. So they're figuring that out. So they just basically said that the leaderboards may be messed up for a while while they address that. Um, And then they said that the the end of raid summary is being removed until it's fixed because it's basically just not showing the right information. Uh, They have identified the invisible wall issue and um, it essentially boils down to um, whatever memory source you have the game saved on, um, the streaming limit between how quickly that hard drive can can stream information to the GPU uh, and the CPU, I assume. Um is basically causing the game not to be able to keep up with the character. Therefore, you know, these invisible walls pop up where the game essentially doesn't exist yet uh, because uh, there's some really good videos. I want to say Horizon Zero Dawn is a good example. I think that there's some videos of that game showing how the game engine um, renders the world. And um, essentially, everywhere where the character can see, where like the player can see, um, gets rendered, but everything else goes away. So they can save um, memory on the GPU and the RAM and on the CPU. Uh, and then as you look around, it, it builds that world in as you look around. Um, so it seems like it's essentially an issue with that. Uh, they said that people on SSDs on PS4 and on PC probably don't notice anything. But if you're on like a slower old school hard drive, like a 5400 RPM or less, you're probably seeing more of these issues. Um, that would include all the base consoles and people who have a little bit older computer setups. Like I know with me, I've, uh, an M an M.2 drive for my OS. Um, but I have most of my games installed on the 7200 RPM drive I have. Uh, and I don't notice any big issues, but, um, that kind of explains what's going on there. Uh, now they don't expect people to just deal with it or upgrade. They are working on a fix, but for now, um, it's that's the status is in the air. Uh, they did briefly talk about shotguns in the DZ and that they're being looked at for balancing and changes, but gave no timeline and um, the enemy stuck in spawn points uh, being fixed. And uh, that should be addressed in episode three and mostly alleviated. Okay. So the second part of the show was about episode three, which they had kind of um, teased was going to be the subject of this podcast or this state of the game. Um, so here's what we got. Um, no date uh, specified, but sometime in February, I'm gonna guess early February, but they did not specify that yet. They're probably waiting on like the final build to get finished. Uh, they said there's gonna be no PTS this time um, since they're not implementing any really big, big changes yet. If you remember a lot of the changes they talked about um, that are coming, um that they previewed to the gear and stuff like that um is they said is not coming with episode three or title update seven so i assume there's going to be a title update eight um somewhat you know hopefully soon after seven that will implement all of those things uh they revealed that the content of episode three is going to be two new main missions two classified missions a new specialization. And a new exotic Um, the exotic is actually a vector that uh, if you pay attention to my twitter i posted some concept art probably a month or two ago of a really cool vector um that had like a big drum mag on it and a bunch of really cool electronics um well this that's the vector we're getting that's going to be the next exotic um and the skin on this vector actually changes colors depending on like what the environment looks like around you. So it's like a chameleon. Um, It looks super cool. Uh, The new specialization they didn't specify, uh, but they said that it has been guessed by the community. Um, So my guess is that they're going to do the flamethrower, which I kind of didn't expect them to do because flamethrowers are kind of weird. They don't always look super great. Um, And I'm kind of curious to how they're going to balance it and make it usable. So we'll have to see how that is. Um, after they talked about that, they, they re-showed the June 2019 Episode 3 trailer that they showed at um, E3 last year that Terry Spear uh, did. Uh, Drew hinted that um, we'll be fighting cleaners um, in in the new area, in the new game area, or the, the two new missions. Um, and they reiterated that the raid would um, not be coming out with Episode 3. They, they've said that multiple times. People are acting surprised about that. Um, not to be mean, but you just need to pay attention. Um, there's nothing wrong with being upset about it coming late. Um, but if you aren't paying attention, (laughs) um, and and you miss something and then you get mad about it, that's kind of on you. Okay. And then, uh, they talked about the next, next three state of the games, um, the 15th, 22nd, 29th, and what those will talk about, uh, next week on the 15th, they're going to talk about item stat rng and uh, ui changes that are coming uh, the 22nd they're going to do recalibration and skill power changes and then the 29th is going to be focused on episode three uh in the sixth spec uh specialization um so that leads i think that probably means that episode three is probably going to come the following week or maybe the one after that so um, the, the week where like the Monday is the third or the 10th, I think they've been doing updates on the, on Tuesday. Uh, so, you know, for the season pass holders, my guess is that they'll get, um, episode three on the fourth and then everyone gets it on the 11th, but that's not, that's not confirmed. That's not even, um, hinted. That's just my guess completely. Okay. So my thoughts. Um, so if you follow me on Twitter, you may or may not have already seen my thoughts on this. Um, all of the stuff, the updates and the problems are working on. That's great. Cool. We're going to skip over all that and talk about episode three and kind of what's going on with this game. So episode three <laughs> to my, uh, non delight is exactly what a lot of people guessed it would be. And, um, and what I pushed back on. So uh, before they announced this, a lot of people were saying episode three is going to be just like one and two. It's just gonna be two new main missions couple classified missions a new specialization and maybe a new gun and that's exactly what it is um i push back pretty hard I, um, i'm under the impression that massive has worked on this dlc and that um, they didn't work on the other two or at least they didn't lead on episode one and two uh, specifically the content so the expedition and those missions um so i argued pretty heavily that um oh no 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 uh, those other studios just didn't quite do what they needed to and uh, that's why the content was kinda lacking. But episode three is gonna be awesome. Uh they're gonna knock it out of the park, they're gonna make up for the rest of the DLC being kinda lackluster. Um and I uh it was wrong. <laughs> um I was incorrect, um, extremely incorrect. And um you you know, like I bet the two missions are gonna be great. I, I bet there's gonna be a lot of love and, and a lot of detail and Um, you know, I, I really hope it's at least kind of like the Pentagon where there's like an area that we can explore. Um, even if the one around the Pentagon's literally empty, (laughs) there's nothing to do. Um, I, I don't know. I, I really thought that maybe we would get like Brooklyn and Coney Island and they'd be kind of these playable areas that would maybe have some missions in them, but would have other stuff going on as well. Um, and instead, it kind of seems like it's going to be probably kind of like the uh, Camp White Oak and the zoo where two awesome missions, like two genuinely extremely good missions um, and probably not much else, which um, is is a bummer to me. I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that we get episode three and these two missions are just so extraordinary that it's like, oh, this is cool. OK, great. Um, But but I really think that. I would say the average player of this game or or not even the average player, the more dedicated player who loved division one, who cares about the lore and cares about the world and wants more of that. Um, I think when you hint to, to that type of player we're going back to New York, um, I've been warning people not to expect Manhattan, right? We weren't going to get the division one map remastered. That's way too much to ask. Um, but I do think people were expecting at least like, like in the introduction of division one where you played in brooklyn I, I think people were kind of maybe hoping for like an area like that and like an area uh, like that in coney island where it's kind of this you know medium-sized area that you can explore and do things in and um and play the game in um and maybe it will be we don't know yet i guess we'll find out on the 29th when they talk about episode three um more in more detail uh but i suspect it's not gonna be that and and that's a bummer. Um, that that kind of blows um, and then that kind of just leads to a discussion about year one content in general so I think you know if you read what I posted on Twitter or if you follow the podcast um, I guess the way I can kind of sum up how I feel is that um, it's not that I think all of the content that we've gotten for division two is bad um, specifically the updates to the actual game itself to the game mechanics um, to the way that loot works and you know and and a lot of stuff and 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 so i i'm sure all the stuff that's coming um that has to do with the actual game is, is going to be really good and it's been great they've done a lot of um, work on the game to make it really fun to play it's a it's a really fun game the problem is, is that you know the the biggest thing that they've added is the raid and you know I, i'm pretty sure at this point it's still like seven percent of people, at least on console, have finished it, you know. So that's not content for your community. That's content for a very small number of people, which is awesome. But um, those aren't the majority of people who are playing. And and even if they even if they weren't, you know, you, you want those people to come back and play, and if the only thing they have to come back and do is this thing that less than ten percent of the people do? You know they aren't gonna come back, and and I think that's what we've seen. Um, you know, episode one came out, and it included um, White Oak and the Zoo, which are two awesome missions. They're extremely good, maybe a bit long, especially the Zoo, but really good, fun missions to play, in my opinion. And then they came with the expedition, which. I've talked about it. I'm not going to harp on it. I know I'm, I I have no doubt that people worked really hard on that, but it's not good content. It's boring. It's not fun. And then the fact that they've time gated it for some reason to make it seem exclusive. I, I just don't. The expedition should be open 24 seven because they should be happy. Anyone's playing it, in my opinion and so it's just weird it's like it's like this like false scarcity kind of thing where it's like oh well it's not here but it'll be here next week so you should play and and then it makes your brain like like tricks you into thinking like oh my god I want to play it but I can't so I'll do it next week and then it comes out and you're like oh yeah it's it's this <laughs> you know so and so you know that was episode 1 um and the classified missions are fine it was the what the aquarium and um Movie theater or the theater. I think the first episode, the episode episode two comes out. And, um, let's see, am I remembering that right? I'm trying to remember. Um, I think it was episode two, uh, that we got the Pentagon missions, which, um, were fine, you know, they, they were cool. It put actually pushed the story forward, which was nice. Um, that was cool. Um, and then the classified missions, I, I still think that the NSA classified mission, whenever it came out, I don't remember. That's a really cool mission. Um, it, it really is. For season pass holders, um, the NSA mission um, goes in some detail about the first game, um, about one of the people from the first game. And it's really interesting. Um, and, and actually, I want to play through it again because I think that there might be more to that than I, I, I thought the first time. But still, you know, it was two missions and a couple classified missions and specialization and the specializations have been fine, but but I don't think they're blowing anyone's mind, you know, like they're good, but they're, you know, the last one I think is way better than all the rest of them. Um, and the actual weapons, I mean, they look cool and they're cool to use, but I don't find any of them to be significantly fun to play, you know, you know, kind of either super OP. I know they've kind of balanced it out, but, But, and then now we have episode three, which to my chagrin is two missions, two classified missions, a new specialization and a new exotic, which does look really cool. But the, so, so my main beef with all of this, it's not necessarily the content, the content's a bit underwhelming, but it's been good. Even if it's not enough in a lot of people's eyes, my beef comes with the fact that, um, I I find it hard to believe that they didn't know this was the content when the game came out um i'm sure that i'm sure that these studios that worked on all this stuff have been working on it for a while uh you know i, I the the impression i'm under is that something like uh, the expedition was being worked on at the same time as the rest of the game by whatever studio did it and same with the pentagon and, and the missions and all that stuff so it turns into this situation where You know, one thing that's really annoyed me ever since division two came out is that, you know, these episodes came, even the first episode they were approaching within weeks and no one knew what they were like, you know, was it a new game mode was, were they bringing back survival or the underground or, you know, what, what was coming? Like, oh man, in, in that first, it was like an excitement. It was, oh man, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with this new, this new episode, this new DLC. What's it gonna be? Oh my gosh, I can't wait! It's gonna be so fun. And then it releases, and it's lackluster, I think, to say the least. And so then that comes out, and people are kind of like, oh, okay." Expedition's kind of boring. Uh, the missions are cool, but you know you can only play them so many times. And then episode two is approaching, and everyone's like, "Oh man, here it comes!" That first episode. It was just maybe a little light because it was you know they were developing it while the game was coming, like episode two, it's the Pentagon, it's the last castle. this is gonna be the big one. this is gonna be a big step, there's gonna be a cool new mode, I bet the Pentagon's gonna be the underground um and you know, all this wild speculation, including from people like me, because we had no indication of what it was until like a week before it came out, and then again, oh well, it's. Two new missions, a couple of classified missions, and blah blah blah, and and it's just like, oh my gosh, like, like why is there a safe house at the Pentagon for two missions? You know, I speculate pretty heavily that the Pentagon was supposed to be something much more significant, uh, much bigger. Probably those two missions plus like an underground mode or, or something more significant, because it makes no sense to have a safe house there and that kind of common area and then just two missions they could have just had those two missions and you would spawn into that pentagon hallway and then that's that's the new area so the fact that there's so much more to it i have a hard time not believing that at some point likely a long time ago they had to cut content from that area um which is a bummer and good intentions are great but what we actually got was two pretty good missions definitely cool but a bit underwhelming again. And now we're getting what, you know, whatever we're going to get in episode three. And and I guess to get back to what really annoys me about this is that before division even came out. Now we know that they probably could have just said, Hey, episode one, two, and three, each one's going to be two new story missions. You know, you're going to travel to other parts of the, the country to do these missions, it's going to be really cool. Uh, two new classified missions for people who have the past, A new specialization, and you know other cool stuff. And and for the most part, people would have then been like, and even if they thought like, eh, that's not that's kind of underwhelming. They still would have at least kind of known what to expect. But instead, with each one of these releases, there's been um, this kind of allowance to the community to speculate and to get all hyped up on their own ideas, which I won't say it's completely, you know, the people involved with the game's fault directly, you know, it, but it kind of is because the expectation wasn't set correctly. So, you know, when people, when people's minds are allowed to go wild, they're not going to be conservative with it. They're going to go big and they're going to go with what they want and what they're excited about. And And now, you know, this third episode, it might be so cool and it probably will be. But compared to what people were wanting or hoping for from this third episode, it's a gut punch. And in a game that you know, kind of needs some hype, it seems like we're going to get the opposite. And, and that's, a, that's a huge bummer. And it's a huge bummer because I have no doubt in my mind that every single person at Massive and Red Storm and all these studios, is they're probably working their tails off. I, I have no doubt. And, and they're probably really excited for people to see episode three and everything that's coming later. And, but, and then to see people kind of bummed out about it. Um, and maybe they are too. I I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the devs are kind of like, yeah, this, this, this hasn't been as big as we would have liked it to be. Right. Um, because I think at this point it's, it's just, it's, it's okay to just point out that at least I am hoping for division two's forsaken moment. Um, you know if people remember when destiny 2 came out it was hot garbage for about a year and then after almost exactly a year later after it came out and all the troubles it had they released the forsaken update which you know didn't fix everything but man it made the game a lot better it made and i got back into it and i don't even like destiny i played it for a while but ever since then it's the, it's leading the genre it's the best game in the shooter genre Um, I don't really care for it, but I still, you know, game respects game kind of a deal. And, and that's what I was really hoping for. Now, to be fair, episode three comes before the one year mark. Um, It's very possible. uh, Forsaken, if I remember correctly, was essentially the first big release of year two of Destiny 2. So it's, it's fine. You know, I'm willing to have some, some creative mental gymnastics and say, you know, year two division two episode one is going to be our forsaken moment, hopefully, but I guess what I was really hoping for was that maybe we wouldn't have to wait. Maybe episode three was going to be the breath of fresh air where people would be like, Oh, okay, cool. This is heading the right direction. Um, And instead I, I get the feeling a lot of people just feel like we're getting more of the same. Um, you know these missions are probably gonna be really neat I, we We might go kill Keener, <laughs> like you know for anyone who cares about the story of the game, that's a big development um I think the fact that we're gonna fight cleaners again is interesting, but then I also think about I wonder if it, <laughs> I, I really hope they aren't just the reskinned outcast flamethrower people <laughs> um but if you remember how we've talked about how i I believe that the character models have had to be redone from scratch with um with Division 2, including the enemies, but they were all new, right? Um, you know, the cleaners aren't going to be the copy-pasted cleaners from the first game. They're going to be new. Um, now, if you listen to all the lore of the game and the recordings, the New York recordings, um, it's actually kind of cool. They talk about how the cleaners are actually the dominant faction in New York City um, at the time that we're going back, other than the JTF and the agents there. Um, but the LMB is scattered and they're barely effective. I guess I assume the Rikers are essentially dead or they're just scattered gangs at this point. Um, But apparently the cleaners after losing Pharaoh um, are 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 are, have less manpower, but they're way more radicalized. So I'm kind of curious to how that's going to work out. But I guess at the end of the day, I I just really wish they would have communicated this better and they probably could have saved people a lot of, kind of annoyance by just being like, you know, before episode one even came out, hey, episode one, two, and three, they're gonna be new missions, a little bit of new content, but they're not gonna be the survival update everyone's asking for. It's not gonna be underground. There, there's gonna be no big giant mode while we release and and, and and adjust the game. Um, And so that leads me into my final part of this conversation of, You know, if you've listened to the podcast the last, you know, month or two, I've been talking about what I think the Division 2 needs to be successful in year three, in year two. Um, There were three things. Um, Episode three being a big hit and getting people back into the game. Um, The year two DLC being very clearly explained and detailed and the year two DLC being free or reasonably priced. So what I'm concerned about now is that we can check one of those things out. I don't think episode three is going to be the big exciting content. Everyone's going to come back for. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people will come back and play it a bit, but I, I don't expect that it's going to be this big watershed moment of players returning to the game. And so now we're left with the DLC being explained for year two and it being reasonably priced. And now that's more important than it's ever been because I'm going to buy the pass or, or, or play year two content if, if it's free. I just, I think it's going to be a paid pass no matter what. Um. So then we talk about being reasonably priced. I, I think that they can't charge a dollar over 30 bucks for this. And even that might be pushing it. I, I think 20 would be a sweet number. Um, and then the the DLC being clearly stated year two of division two cannot be, we're going to have episode one, two and three. It's going to come out in June, October, and January. And we'll tell you later what it's going to be. Because that's going to lose most people, and it should, especially after year one. People now have no reason to believe that any content they put out is going to be anything more exciting than two new missions, some classified missions, and a new specialization. Maybe some new guns. I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm not saying that they're never going to release content that's more than that. I think they will. I think if Year 2 is a paid DLC especially, we're probably going to get some big meaty content that we've wanted since Division 2 came out. Really, ever since Division 1 released Last Stand, and that was the last major content we got for the first game. But it just... Year one has just been so underwhelming that while I'll keep the faith, I'm still excited and curious what's coming. I don't blame people at all who aren't because, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on us, fool me three times, shame on me, you know? And it it comes down to that point where now people are going to have a lot of mistrust and, 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 this may sound way dramatic, and, and, you know, it's again, I even said it, the content isn't bad. The problem is it's just underwhelming and it's unexpected. We just don't, we, we've not known what year one of division two was going to be all year. And, and I think that's been really frustrating for people, including myself. They did put out a roadmap that kind of generally pointed out when these DLCs were coming and stuff like that, which is great. That's really cool, but that's also the standard. And if anything, it's the way they did it was kind of below the standard because with most of the other games in this genre, they put out timetables like that and they were at least a hair more detailed or they were at least a little bit more transparent about what the stuff was going to be. And then when it came out, it was, much more well you know. when it comes to especially destiny two now of course we could have like an anthem situation where they cancel their roadmap but but we don't you know division two shouldn't want to be better than anthem division two should want to be better than destiny two and and right now it's it's not and as as far as i can see it's not gonna be i hope it is i think it can be absolutely i think it can be i think there's a, a lot of people who would who'd prefer a game like division over a game like destiny. At least people who are like me who prefer like, you know, the aesthetic and stuff. So I don't know. I'm, I, I I don't, you know, I I made a tweet. My big thing is that um, I I really hope that the way I've talked about this situation is a really good example of how you can show some contempt and frustration and annoyance um, without being aggressive towards particular people, without being insulting and rude and nasty and awful um, to people who who have have really no power over this stuff, um, you know, none of the you know none of the community managers, you know, are coding this game and deciding what content is going to come out or even when to talk about it. Like when I'm complaining about the transparency with this game, I'm not complaining about Hamish or Yannick. Or, or any of them, or any of the devs, or anything like that. You know, at some point, there's someone who makes a decision about when they're allowed to reveal stuff about that. And at least as far as I'm aware, the power structure, that it's not up to them. Um, if anything, I sense some frustration on, you know, massive side as well. That this content probably isn't what they wanted to put out for this big game. So, you know, my big thing is, if you're also annoyed by this stuff... Um, Express it, but express it in a way that you would to these people face to face, not by playing out, you know, some passive aggressive call out tweet on Twitter or spamming Twitch chat or their YouTube comments or whatever, um, because you will get a response if you seem like a person who's worth responding to. So there's that. Okay. So moving on to, um, a little bit of division two news. Um, it was kind of interesting. Um, a report talking about the top earning games of 2019 came out, uh, a week or so ago. And what was really interesting on that report and what it listed was the top 10, um, earning games, uh, of 2019 total. And oddly enough, I love division. I did not expect it to be on this list. Um, division was seventh on this list, um, narrowly beating out uh, rainbow six siege uh in the category of premium games um so this is not free to play games obviously games like fortnite and apex and stuff like that those are going to make hand over fist money uh, it's a that's a whole different world over there um but yeah seventh honestly I, I know that may sound silly to think of that as a victory but if you look at all the games ahead of it it's call of duty modern warfare and it's fifa and uh, nba 2k20 i mean it's like some of these like really these games are known to make just a buttload of money. Um, and then there was division right there on that list. Um, and and I, and that actually inspires a lot of confidence in me. Um, it surprised me that they made the top 10, if I have to be honest. Um, and, and it was right there with a bunch of names that I never really thought I would see division two beside. Um, I think it's good because it kind of pushes back on a lot of the people who have kind of been naysaying the game and saying it was some type of failure or something like that uh, that they may not even continue or that they're cutting back and there's a skeleton crew um a game doesn't make 320 million dollars in nine months and um and and get cut back (laughs) so um hopefully per our previous discussion uh that success because we don't know how much division two was budgeted, how much it costs to make and how much it's going to cost to maintain. I suspect it's not 320 million bucks. And my guess is it's about a third of that. Um, So if division two really tripled its budget uh, in the first nine months that was released, um, I, I I really sincerely hope that the, the the money people at Ubisoft realize, Hey, maybe let's pump some money into this game. Uh, Maybe let's put out you know, some significant content. Um, Maybe we don't need to charge people $60 for a year pass for new content. Um, Because I swear if year two is a $60 pass or something, it better be the most content that any game has ever put out in the history of games. Um, And even if it's a $20 pass, it still better be big with these earnings numbers. And with, you know, the way this is, you know, there's really no excuse. Um th- th- I don't think there's an excuse for why year one has been kind of lackluster, but year two has even less of an excuse. I these sales numbers really show you that this game's doing something right, um, but it's it's gonna fall off a cliff if they don't give people a reason to want to stick around. Um and what I really hope this means is I hope this means there's a division three on the way one day. I hope it's not in, in two and a half years or two years from now. I hope maybe it's a little further out. Maybe they invest a bit more into this game than they uh than maybe they did the first game, but you know that's that's up to them, not me but big news i I honestly was surprised by this it it honestly blew my mind okay, and then the final thing here is actually a escape from tarkov topic um If you paid attention at all on Twitch, they did twitch drops over um the last week, and to say it was a success, I would say is uh understating it quite a bit um the game got more attention than i imagine it's ever gotten ever um it led twitch for a long time um normally the top one or two people uh, who were streaming it during the drops um were the top couple streamers total in like the whole of twitch uh which is a pretty big deal and that's even considering that they've lost like shroud who who plays the game but now he plays it over on mixer and um so you know i imagine if he was there they probably would have had another fifty thousand people watching um so that was a big deal um but with uh, as they say with all good things <laughs> you know you can't it can't all be good and uh and that's definitely kind of what we experienced with uh with this game uh, with this weekend because a four-year-old interview with one of the devs um, was uh, plastered all over Twitter, saying that women uh, were not strong enough for war and and were not gritty enough, and um, that, that they weren't going to put them in the game for those reasons. Uh, so there was a big backlash. the The main person who posted this on Twitter was um, this person who I would consider basically it's a sensation troll. If you look at the rest of their uh, their tweets and if you look at how they interact with people who push back on them at all and the way that their community reacts to those people um it's one of these people who's just looking for attention um despite that it's still caught on with a lot of people um and what i'll say about it is that uh the words that person said were just unnecessary um i, I think it's totally legitimate for a game dev especially a game like escape from tarkov to say hey we're sticking with male characters in the game for now, at least, but probably forever. Um, not because we disrespect women or, or have any issue with women. um, But because, you know, when it comes to modeling, when you do a female character, you have to start from scratch. You have to remodel or, you know, you have to redo everything for every single item in the game. If you know anything about Escape from Tarkov or have played it, um, you would know that that's a insane number of things in the game. And then you have to worry about things like balance and stuff like that. There were a lot of excuses they could have used. They could have even used the lore. Um, this game is, a spe- is basically based. It's it's based in Russia. And there's a part of Russia that is essentially abandoned. And there's these private military companies who are battling over resources um, and 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 information from this area. One of the PMCs is, to me, basically modeled after Blackwater, which is called something else now. Um, I forget exactly what, uh, which is a private military company, um, was based in the United States. Now they're, the new version is based in uh, in England. And, um, and they're fighting a Russian uh, irregular military group that's made up of Russian military members who are detached from the military to do this thing. Um, and so they could have easily just said, yeah, these PMCs don't hire women, and that's we're just gonna stick with that. So for lore reasons and mechanic reasons, it's fine. Now, unfortunately, um, this dev decided to essentially demean women and and, t- and and talk bad about them as as their reason not to to put them in the game, and and that was pretty sucky. Um, now, what came out after that was that the you know Ball State games came out, who makes the game, and said, yeah, that person was disciplined back then. It's not. You know they did not represent us or what we believe, but that is you know we we don't plan on putting women in the game. But it's not for what the reason he said. It's because it just it's not within it's not it's not in our plan. What I think is fine is to call out that dev for saying those things. What I don't think is fine is to continue to push it even after they've made a reasonable response, at least in my opinion. And then to also not be okay with them not changing their mind, um, especially if they are able to give reasons that are reasonable. You know, it's it's their game. You know, if you, you don't buy it, if if you think this is a bad decision by them, or if you don't like the way they're handling it, I sincerely encourage people don't buy their game. Don't buy Escape from Tarkov. I bought it and I'm loving it, and. That's just, I guess, where I stand on it. But that whole situation was really interesting because the only reason that that person, that that person on Twitter who kind of kicked this off, made a big deal out of it and didn't make a big deal out of it three, four years ago, was because the game wasn't very popular back then. And it was last week. And so in this like virtue signaling, attention seeking way, they spit out what was a reasonable attack until it wasn't now that person's still on their high horse about it and that's fine. They, they live in their own little world and that's fine. Um, and let me mind you, I I'm never going to try to get like super political on here. I lean left pretty heavily. So these are type of issues that I do care about. I have a daughter who I want to grow up and be treated with respect and equality. Um, but I do think that there's a line. <laughs> I think you have to pick your battles sometimes, or you have to realize where maybe things are going a little too far. Um, Maybe it's going to come out in a week that the entire battle state dev team are a bunch of sexist pigs and that they really did mean that. And then, yeah, I'll lose my mind about it. You know, I'll be upset, but the situation as it was presented, I thought was kind of a good example of why people should maybe uh, wait a hot minute before they get too heated about things when they come up and something else you can wait a hot minute for. And it's really only a hot half a minute is a 30 second mid roll starting now. Okay. So, uh, we got a couple community topics. We have actually have a bunch of questions from listeners and then uh, some content updates. And we're going to wrap this baby up and I'm probably going to jump on stream. Twitch.tv slash bond diesel. Uh, the community topics I noticed this week, um, we're talking about uh, the balancing of division two and how it's a PVE PVP tug of war. Um, it was a, it was a pretty cool art. It was a pretty cool little post someone made. And unfortunately I wouldn't say that the, um, the responses were super uh, constructive, but um, I thought it was a neat topic because um, what what's kind of a bummer is that, you know, leading up to division two, there was kind of this, um, this thought and, and kind of the impression I thought of, uh, you know, we're going to be able to balance PVP and PVE completely separate. So it's going to be way easier to balance stuff. Boom. And obviously that's not been a uh, 100% the case. Definitely in ways it's better. It's they've been able to do a little bit more than they did before. Um, but it, you know, it seems like it's not a hundred percent perfect. And, um, I am really curious to them finally coming out and making like a big PVP statement. Um, you know, I, I've said it now, and I'll say a hundred times again, I, I really think it's a bad idea to put all your hopes and dreams on Division Two being your your main PVP fix. At least some, at least anytime soon. Uh, we're almost a year into the game, and as far as I can remember, I think we've had one kind of less than informative um, appearance of Red Storm on stay of the game. Uh, maybe there's been more. I, I could be wrong, and feel free feel free to correct me. Um, But if I remember correctly, and and even that was them just, I think, talking about that new mode they put in, the conflict, and, uh, you know, that wasn't really what people were looking for when it came to an update from them, uh, since we know that they are, for the most part, in charge of the PvP of this game. Um, Even though I really think it's kind of, you know, barking up the wrong tree to make this game your, like, PvP focus, I do still think that those people, um, the people who want it to be, should still at least get some modicum of respect and you know attention um i do appreciate that basically every state of the game we say hey we know there's pvp issues we'll talk about it eventually but that kind of goes back to the whole other thing of kind of it seems like there's just like perpetual kicking of the can um with a lot of issues in this game whether it's content or pvp um i i don't think they'll ever be able to make pvp an experience that's going to satisfy the people who want to be satisfied by it um i think it's borderline impossible um even if you watch i spent some time watching um, pvp and destiny 2 um and and reading about it and stuff like that and essentially it's a hot mess um but it's good enough that people enjoy doing it and there's incentive to do it where with division uh, you know there is no incentive and because of a lack of like balancing and changes it's not a very fun experience because there's basically like one meta build that if you're not running that you're just going to get wrecked Um, that's a whole different issue of, you know, the, the, the triangle of RPGs of, you know, skill power, uh, damage dealing and armor that right now you can have all three of those things, but in most games like this, you have to pick like two out of three or even one out of three, and we don't have to do that in division. So that may be its own issue, but, um, I I thought it was interesting. I think it's worth checking out if you want, if you're interested in that subject um just be warned that some of the uh conversations are 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 not exactly what I would call super productive. Uh there's another post I personally appreciated. There was the life of a solo player. It was talking about this person's experience as a solo player in Division. Um as I've talked about before, you know, I mostly play play solo in all of the games I play. Um I'm I'm level 10 in Escape from Tarkov now and I've never played with anybody. Um in Division 2 I've match made with people a few times, you know, in missions I do here and there. Um, I've played with a few people from my clan and people who I know a couple times, but it's mostly been me playing solo and that's just kind of the way I prefer to play games. Um, I actually think division two has a really nice solo experience and it feels a hair more challenging than, uh, anything, you know, in the rest of the game. But, um, another interesting thing to check out. Uh, and then, uh, there was another article, another post that people made uh, talking about it's it's time to add matchmaking to the raid. Um, so this was an interesting subject back when the raid came out because um, what happened is there was essentially three sides and they were all against each other on this topic. Uh, one side was people who wanted straight matchmaking for the raid there the second side was people who knew the matchmaking was a bad idea but there needed to be some type of like in-game lfg looking for game system where people could find each other who were wanting to do the raid um but you know knew that obviously randomly matchmaking would be a nightmare but having some type of system where you could like put out like a call and say hey we need, we need this many people for the raid, and we need maybe people who do this or that, or, or maybe you make it so it has to be someone who's done the raid before, or who has so many, who has a certain gear score, or so many hours in the game, or some, you know, a more complicated um, matchmaking system. And then there were, and I'm going to say this just for lack of a better way of describing it, Destiny elitist players <laughs> who were like, no, no. Against both groups, even though I would assume the one group they would agree with uh, who wants the LFG system. Uh, but regardless, there was basically a side who didn't want any type of matchmaking. And the issue I saw with this argument was that the people who didn't want anything like this basically just preached, get on Discord, find people that way. And my issue with that is that when if you say something like that, that means that you're completely ignoring half or more of the gaming community on this game who aren't PC players therefore probably don't mess with Discord. Um I hate Discord. I think it's a terrible application. I think it's muddled. It's it's just it's overly I don't want to say complicated cuz it's not complicated. It's just it's just such a chore to use and and its UI is terrible. I hate Discord. I try to keep up with my own but even there I'm not great. And um and and i'm you know and i like pc gaming like i'm even in that world and so that whole thing was such a an annoyance um at the time it's kind of subsided but to see this again matchmaking will not work in the raid uh and i'll i'll state that again i'll state it forever though i will say i've played the story mode of the raid one time and we beat it without wiping once actually um with rant, it was random matchmaking I went in, there was a, there was a group of what eight or whatever. And what was so funny about it, there was one person with a mic in the entire group and they directed everybody and it was incredible. Now, if you've done the story version of the raid, it's not nearly as challenging. It's relatively easy compared to the raid, but it still does require some working together and people knowing what's going on. Um, so, but man, It barely worked. And that was with a way easier version of the raid. Um, And it was with people. It seemed like everyone knew generally what to do. Like this was a competent group of people who were playing. So, yeah, again, this is coming up again. I think it's a bad idea. (laughs) But, uh, you know, they they did say at some point, I suspect with the second raid, whenever it comes out, they're going to introduce some type of LFG system. Um, I'm really curious to see how that works. Okay, we're gonna move on to some listener questions. The first one is from Sergeant Rock on Twitter. They say, "Why are the cosmetics and hairstyles in Division Two of a lower quality than Division One?" Yeah, so we've talked a lot about in the past um, the how the player models just seem so much different. Um, I'm under the impression they, that's because they are, um, but it's it's just like it's even just the way they stand. Uh, the movement actually doesn't bother me. People have lost their minds about the running animation and stuff. I don't, the, the actual animations I, I'm mostly okay with. Um, but it's just like when they're idle, like they, they're like hunchbacks. They just like hunch over and, and they just, I don't know. It, it, I feel like in the first game, they were just so much more normal looking. <laughs> um, and and I would say that kind of applies with the cosmetics and hairstyles. Now the cosmetics are kind of tough because in the first game, you were dealing with, like, long sleeves and long pants and jackets and stuff that, like, doesn't move that much. But now in Division 2, we're dealing with short sleeves and shorts and untucked shirts and, and stuff that, you know, is probably a little more challenging to make fit the characters really well. Um Now, the hairstyles, I have no idea what happened here. Uh, I just... the The hair... Just looks atrocious, I just don't like snowdrop is such a pretty engine when it comes to environments, but as pretty as the environments are is how ugly much of the characters are um I think the like the skin and the faces like they they look fine, like I said, I think the their like stature is weird there's a bunch of weird stuff about them, but the hair is just bizarre and and it's interesting. I think they tried to get away from being like having like a black character and a white character and Asian character. Like, it seems like they tried to get away from like those really clear. those really like defined races in the game. So it looks like they just gave every race, every type of hair. Um, But then like, like I, what I really liked about division one was that I could make a white dude who was balding. He had, you know, receding hairline. It was buzzed real short. It made me feel so at home, uh, because I could I could see myself in my guy. But now, if you pick the short hairstyles, it's just it's just weird. It looks awful. It looks real bad. And I'm not just talking about it's not just because I'm on Xbox. I I've, I actually made the same character basically on PC on my decent PC, and even with way higher graphic settings, the hair looks awful. It just looks so bad. So it's really weird to me. I I don't know if maybe like stuff happened with the, with the character designs like late in development and they just didn't have enough time to really, you know, kind of nail them down. I don't know if they're ever going to update this stuff and make those things look better. Um, But it is kind of weird to go back and realize like my character in division one, the cosmetics and the hairstyles and even just the way they stand and the way they kind of look, they just looked so much cooler in the first game. So I don't know. I don't want to harp on that too much, but uh, it's a good question. I appreciate you asking. Uh, The rest of these questions were on discord. Uh, Hollywood zero says, um, how do you avoid getting burned out by your cleared map areas after getting invaded each uh, after getting invaded each week? Uh, So for full disclosure, I've played a little bit of division over the last four to six weeks hasn't been a lot. I've been pretty, I have dove in into, (laughs) uh, dived into escape from Tarkov pretty heavily. Um, kind of waiting for episode three content. And, um, I, I I basically avoided burning out on division in general by not just playing division. Um, in division one, I played over 4,000 hours. Um, and I got a little burned out. I'll never play division one probably ever again. Uh, I, I get a little f- annoyed every time I see people go oh, division one's better I, I really don't think it is I really do think division two is a better game Um, it just needs more content Um, but I never got burned out on either game really because I I never fully invested 1000% into either one and really no one should at least not in division uh, I if, if someone wanted to fully invest and in, like path of exile or, you know, some of these other games that really are meant to be played like 10 hours a day, 24 seven, then, then that's, you do you, but a game like division, but even games like destiny and stuff like aren't meant to be played every single day, all day. Um, and even if people want to do that, that's great. But if you're disappointed by it, I don't always think it's the game's fault. Um, I really do think it's important to, to not just play, I think it's fine. The main a game I still consider Division my main game, even if I'm not playing it much right now, um, because I've played it the most in the last year for sure, not even close. Um, so I, I don't burn out by playing other stuff. That's uh that's my best answer. Okay, so here's a paraphrased question. I uh, <laughs> this was a a bit of a book, so I tried to get the gist of it. uh So there's two questions here. The first one's it's this is from Truth on Discord. Uh the difficulty of current missions seems easier than Division One. Should they change the missions or adjust the inflated skill build damage numbers? Um, so yeah, I mean the skill builds—it's it, kind of funny. Like in PvP, it's it's like an armor meta, and in, uh, in in PVE, it's a, it's a um, it's really an anything meta, but it's especially a skill meta in like heroic missions and stuff like that. Um, you know, skill builds just do like a hilarious amount of damage. Um, and, and the problem is, and I mentioned it before is this game just doesn't do a very good job of like, if you pick one path, you know, it doesn't make you pick a path. Um, you can essentially be good at everything in this game. Now, in one way, these agents, you would think that that's what they would want. You would think that these agents would want to be tough, be able to put out lots of damage and be able to use skills effectively. You know, that just makes sense. But from a gameplay perspective, um, it makes it, I I don't want to say boring, but it, kind of makes it boring when everyone's good at everything when everyone has lots of health when everyone has lots of armor when everyone can do lots of gun damage and when everyone can have lots of skill damage um it kind of takes away from the game a lot and i suspect if they make adjustments to the game like that we'll start seeing that those heroic missions and stuff like that feel a little bit more like heroic missions uh you know the the one thing i'll push back on though is uh, you know, once people had like a solid build in Division One, I, I mean, it's not like heroics were really that hard once you were like optimized. Um, I mean, it, it, they were relatively easy, I would say, especially with a group who knew, you know, like where the spawn points were and stuff like that. So, um, you know, maybe just try to have like a full perspective of, of you know, how how hard you know Division One really was at those advanced levels, um, especially at the end game. Uh, the second question from truth was uh, what do you think of the proposed gear changes being talked about Um, how do you think the community will react so uh, what truth is talking about is some some speculation on twitter and some some kind of thoughts that have come from some devs that leads us to believe that there's essentially going to be um, another huge gear change um, that's going to require people probably having to get new gear Um, and what I would say is, uh, I I think that's great because what I think it's going to, I think what they're going to do this time is do a gear score raise, um, which is a staple of this genre and should be expected at some point. Um, there's a lot of people who, unfortunately, um, this community has a, I, I would just argue that I think they're extremely spoiled, um, and kind of bratty about this type of thing. Um, you know, everyone wants stuff to do and a reason to play, um, but in a very normal thing to do and you know, raising a gear score and making people refarm gear um, people have just pushed against that so hard for so long, even in the first game, people didn't want it um, which is a bummer because that's how these games work. You know, that's how you know destiny raises their gear score fairly often. And, and then people have to go out and get new gear, you know, <laughs> like that's uh, now that tends to come with big um, content updates, uh, which it needs to happen with division as well. So, um, I, you know, they're not planning on doing this with episode three, probably, probably a good thing after what we've talked about, cause I don't believe that we're getting enough content to justify people farming all new gear for it or with it. Uh, but I, I imagine that sometime after that, that will happen. And, um, you know, they, they with the community, they, they really need to take the community's feedback into consideration Um, but I've kind of accepted and if anything, encouraged the idea of at some point, you just have to do what you want to do and what you think is best for the game. Um, taking feedback in, but not fooling yourself into thinking that that feedback is representative of everyone. Um, one thing I have found in life in general is that the loudest person rarely represents everyone else. Uh, Thank you for those questions. Uh, Joe Polidoro says, what would you say to Massive adding randomized elites uh, in the missions? Sort of like how a deck of 52 works. So I think uh, Joe means is, I don't know. You're, you're running one of the missions and you run into a room where there's normally a couple rushers and a tank and a couple regular fighters. Uh, But this time you run in and there's, Three named tanks and a bunch of rushers, and blah blah blah. I think that'd be super cool. I, I don't have any issue with that at all. I think that'd be a super cool thing to do, and I would not argue against it one bit. So that's what I'll say about that. <laughs> uh, and then the last couple questions here were from Kakarot on Discord. Uh, they said, uh, What do you think the new specialization is going to be for episode three? Most people are saying it's a flamethrower. I think it's probably going to be a flamethrower. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll just leave it there. I, I've thought of a few others. I would like to see like an RPG, um, like some type of rocket launcher. Uh, but then we basically got that with the last one, except it was this multi targeting kind of crazy thing. Um, so yeah, I mean flamethrower and, and they said it was something people have guessed. That's the one I think I've seen the most. So I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be a flamethrower. And uh, then the second question from uh, Kakarot was, what do you think about the invisible wall issue? They said it's a hard drive. Okay, yeah. So that was, you know, basically what they said. Um, I, I think that that probably means they're going to have to do some downgrading of fidelity uh, to fix that. Um, if it's a streaming issue, that's not going to, there's nothing they can do to in, increase that um, when it comes to the, especially the older gaming systems. um. So sorry I had to yawn (laughs) um yeah I mean it just kind of is what it is hopefully they fix it soon I never noticed it much I don't know if the Xbox One X um handles that stuff better and doesn't have doesn't deal with the the lagging behind as often um but yeah I mean they they need to fix it and it seems like they they've at least identified it which is the first step to fixing it uh, so, thanks to everyone who asked questions. You can do so on uh, my Twitter uh, when I post every Tuesday asking for topics. Uh, you can ask on YouTube and my Discord. Uh, you can even email me. My email is on my Twitter. Okay, so some content updates. um I'm going to continue uh, to keep trying to do the three streams a week. It's actually been working for so far, the first couple of weeks here. um And I'm going to be focused on Escape from Tarkov. Um, it's not division two. I know that's what my community wants to see. I just don't really have anything to do. And, and honestly with hardcore, I, I played it for a minute and I, I enjoyed it. Um, but then once I realized that as soon as I died, I was probably just never going to touch it again. I kind of lost interest and then jumped into escape from Tarkov. Um, I have, I, I will be, you know, streaming division again, once episode three drops, maybe even a little bit before to kind of get back in the swing. But yeah, so that's just, that's just the way it's going to be for now. (laughs) Uh, I am still looking forward to episode 100 of the podcast and deciding how to handle it. I think I'm going to do a live recording of it and, uh, on Twitch, and then maybe we'll do a bit of a stream afterwards and and so on and so forth. So, uh, you know, that, that hundredth episode comes uh, around the time I expect episode three to drop. So we should have plenty to talk about. Um, and then the final thing here is, uh, this podcast and my commentary on Twitter about episode three, um, is honestly really important to me. Um, while some super lovely people have taken the saying, I'm like a stooge for the game and, um, my head's up their asses and and stuff like that. Um, that's never been the case. If anyone, anyone who really pays attention to my content knows that I complain all the time. Um, the biggest difference between me and I think some other people is that, I haven't tried to build my entire like quote unquote brand on being a complainer and um, trying to pull in toxic, nasty people uh, to be my audience uh, and I think that's turned a lot of people off. Um, I would definitely say there was a time early in the game that I was maybe a little too friendly, uh, maybe didn't complain enough, um, but I really feel like I've kind of grown as a creator and as a community member and I'm, I am I think I I try to do a really great job of representing, um, a lot of things and calling out the bullshit when I think there's bullshit. Um, what, what I've tried to show is that you don't have to personally attack or harass devs or CMs to make your point. Um, and I think that, uh, there's, I think that when someone uh, like me is upset, who's generally uh, pretty positive and always tries to be reasonable and, and, and see both sides, I would like to think that when I expressed, I was upset or that I don't like the way these things are going, um, that maybe has a little bit more of an impact than normal because they aren't, uh, you know, they, they know if I'm mad that there's probably something going on. There's probably an, an issue, uh, or maybe I have no impact at all. I have no idea. <laughs> um, a few people did reach out to me. I, I really did appreciate it. Um, it was nice to have some of that direct dialogue about some of my, some of my concerns and frustrations, um, I really do think the future of this game is bright. I think it's a great game. It just needs content. Um, but there needs to be a, a good balance moving forward with the vision about, um, communicating things very clearly and transparently and then delivering, um, great content. And, and that's, I think as simple as it is. And, and as simple as that is, I think that's where I'm going to wrap up this stream, uh, this, this stream, this podcast. Uh, if you want to support the podcast and my other content, please check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash the Echo If you are on iTunes listening to this, please rate the podcast and leave a review. It helps me get noticed. I am Bond Diesel on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Diesel, where I try to stream three or so times a week. I am also Bon Diesel on Twitter at BonDiesel, where you can catch my personal thoughts state-of-the-game live tweets, and the occasional foot in my own mouth. Last, if you would like some cool the Ec- EchoCast or Bondiesel merch, check out bondiesel.live slash merch. That is all I have, so until next time. I'm be able to